0: Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Observe and Report. This is the show where we see the things and we tell you how we feel about them. I am one of your hosts, Jason Simmons. It's sitting across from me, as always, my co-host Jack Smith. How are you doing today, Jax? I'm great. Did you see
1: things? Did you watch things? Uh, not a ton, mm-hmm. uh, but yes. I saw
0: things. I saw more than I thought. I actually did. Um, and I'm sorry that you have to listen to me talk about all of them. Oh, right I can't now. wait um we are in october spooky month Ugh, um, my least favorite
1: <laughs> my one of my favorites in terms of weather least mm-hmm. favorite because it's just terrifying things that i have to hide my face from mm-hmm. or that i have to hide from my face it's probably more like it uh because uh <laughs> they just love to play trailers and stuff of scary shit and i can't do it
0: like i feel like i haven't seen a huge amount of uh trailers for scary stuff
1: i haven't yet actually but, like, it's weird. It's also October 2nd, so. <laughs> it's
0: fair. It's weird. I don't know. They don't always, like, release horror movies exactly in, like, October. They always, like, wait or, like, do it a little early, like, a little late. Like Yeah,
1: I've noticed that. It used to be, like, wham, bam. As soon as October like, comes, there's, like, three Halloween. scary things. Yeah. But, like, It, they released a couple weeks ago. Instead. A couple
0: weeks ago. Speaking of It, um, I saw It. Dose? <laughs> it Chapter 2. It nice. Chapter Dose. Um... It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I feel as if that there, if there is an award for best ensemble cast, this movie should get it. Um, nice. If there is an award for casting, uh, the casting director should one hundred percent get it. Um, I had to look up the casting director because I'm. I just sit sitting there, just like, <laughs> bravo, uh, Rich Dalia. Oh, look at <laughs> um, you go. The casting was just perfect and uncanny like in some instances like is that did, did they have are these their children are they these did,
1: did Do they have a secret growth serum and they just <laughs> yeah. literally like boop, 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 like yeah. Maya style they grew these kids up
0: like um james ransom is doing an amazing performance like um the, his child counterpart that he is playing the adult to he uh just looks 100 like but it's also adopting like all of his mannerisms And as a performer, you're looking at, like, a kid's performance and just, like, trying to, like, meld that into your own. Mm -hmm. And, like, while still making your own, but also, like, adapting someone else's performance into your own. And it's just, like, that takes work. And that's not easy. And everyone is, like, you know, praising Bill Hader because he's great in this. Mm -hmm. But the whole cast, the whole adult cast is really great. And that's not, you know, downplaying the kids. The kids are featured in this one as well. But the adult cast overall is just good it's uh james mcavoy uh isaiah mustafa who you may know from the old spice commercials yeah he's awesome nice and like you do not you would not think that he's the old spice guy because he is just like so timid and like unconfident, like he he's like stuttering his words and just like oh,
1: so he's not sitting shirtless on a horse? No, not, I'm out, Jason. I'm that. out.
0: I know that thinks so. A lot of people who may want to go and see this movie, uh, but he is not shirtless on a horse. In this. Well,
1: then I don't care. I understand. I I respect <laughs> it. He's very handsome.
0: honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, Jessica Chastain is in it. Um, Bill Hader, like I said before, James Ransom. um uh, Jay Ryan, who I am not familiar with at all, mm. he plays the, uh, the the larger kid, grown up and all hot and handsome and whatnot.
1: Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, I love him.
0: Um, and uh, Bill Skarsgård, of course, as mm-hmm. uh, Pennywise, mm-hmm. and they just play really well off of each other. Um, a big theme of the movie is like, well, you're gonna you're doomed to repeat your mistakes if you cannot remember them. Mm. Um, and one weird thing about the movie, now this isn't a spoiler at all. It's like. Anyone that leaves the town they grew up in mm-hmm. doesn't remember the town they grew up in.
1: What?
0: Like, Bill Hader says a line in the movie where he goes back and just like, "Hey, I'm having a hard time, like, you know, coming to grips with all this because I just remember that I lived here like two hours ago." What? Like, so basically, for all of them, their childhoods are erased, mm-hmm. like ages one through like twenty, gone, and they're like, now when coming back to the town, they're just everything's just flooding back or coming back bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see how that affects like their lives. Like they wind up marrying, you know, kind of like representations of their parents. Like, Hey, you married your mom, dude. Like she is 100% the person that like kept you down in your life and you went ahead and married her.
1: Oh, like, I mean, that seems kind of similar to life.
0: Yeah. Like very similar to life. But I guess like a big theme of the film is like, Hey, you got to remember the bad things that happened to yeah. you. Otherwise you cannot do good things for yourself. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, the basic premise being 27 years after the original film, um, Pennywise has returned, as he always does every 27 years.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay.
0: And it's up to them to go back and finish the job. Um, and they're the only ones that can do it because they're the only ones that can remember. Um, and yeah, the, the it was good. It was intense, um, scary at many points. Um,
1: oh, I want to see it because I saw the first one. Mm-hmm. But I know it's very long and it has been described to me as being actually... Like, the first one was... Um, I don't think I would describe it as Scary necessarily it was very suspenseful Mm -hmm. And there were like a lot of like little pop out Moments but it wasn't so much scary But then Megan told me that this one was actually Like scary I
0: would say that it is scary, um, but Uh, I I think it does maintain a lot of the feel of the first one, too, at many points. It was
1: not, she didn't say it as a criticism, it was just like, yeah, this one's like legit. No,
0: totally fair. I I would agree with her.
1: Oh, God. Um, Okay, I'll make her watch this with me again in broad daylight on a (laughs) Sunday afternoon.
0: (laughs) That's the way you did the first one. It's totally right. That's the way you did the second one. Oh, God. And I agree with her. It is a little too long. Like, that's like the one, like, real strike against the movie for me, that Mm -hmm. it was just, you can shorten this by like, I don't know what
1: you take out. 20 minutes or something, But we need least.
0: like 20 minutes less. And yeah. I would be a lot more comfortable sitting through the movie.
1: That goes for a lot of movies. I mean, I know this was kind of uh, an exception because it was like sp- like surprisingly long. Mm-hmm. But so many movies these days, they make like two, two and a half hours. Like, it doesn't need to be two it and a half hours. It doesn't need to be. We can like... Chop off that bit. Like, come on, guys.
0: Like, hey... Be your own editor. Yeah, <laughs> like, for real. Rain it in. Like no one needs to be here for that long all the time. Um, but the director of this was a uh, Andres Machetti, um, and he made the first one.
1: His last name's Machetti.
0: Uh, Machetti. Oh, Machetti. That's cool. He's Spanish, I believe. I like it. Um, but he. These um, are so
1: appropriate for a horror movie. I love it.
0: He did the first one, and he makes some oh, cool okay. visual choices.
1: Nice.
0: Some terrifying visual choices. <laughs> Uh, between the two movies overall. And I just feel like I, I never hear his name yeah. when, like, anyone is talking about the movie, about his, like, directorial style. It's always about the, the performances mm. and, like, the source material. But, like, hey, there's someone who had to, like, pull all that together. Yeah, to, like, especially
1: for scary movies when camera angles and timing and everything is mm-hmm. so essential. So,
0: yeah, I think he definitely had a vision. He definitely, like, pulled it off and made a really good representation of, like, the book. Nice. Yeah. Um,
1: I watched... Between Two Ferns the movie. I also saw that. I didn't really like it. Really?
0: What what did you not like about it?
1: <sighs> so I love everyone in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like it rushed through things. And like, granted, I understand what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm not expecting some, you know, amazing work of art. Mm-hmm. But uh, the best thing about those interviews just like the clips and stuff or like when it's actually the sorry oh boy the actual show itself on funny or die just the that's just the interview with celebrities the reasons that works so well is because it is like a five minute thing and it builds that tension and you'd see them go at each other and because in the movie they're just Boom, 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 hitting these celebrities, and you only get like a 30 second to maybe one minute interaction with them. It does Fair. that tension doesn't build. Um, and like the squirming of the actor and just both parties being uncomfortable, it's just not there, so it doesn't land as well.
0: I could see that certainly.
1: Um, I wish they spent like. It just felt kind of like a waste of the supporting cast. They have such a fantastic supporting cast of like Lauren Glavkus, who yeah, I freaking loved in it. Ryan Gall, who is in Bajillion Dollar Properties, and he's hilarious.
0: I know him from The Last OG. Yes. He's really good on that.
1: Yeah, he's great. Um, and someone who I hadn't seen before, Giovanni um, She they had her on County Bang Bang for to um, talk about the between two friends movie she was hilarious oh okay and yeah this is the first uh, time i
0: would seen her too i didn't see anything before and
1: like you just didn't you hardly heard anything from at least her and ryan gall and make a little bit more from lauren lapkus but you have such a great supporting cast that to not have much have them say much just seems like it it felt a lost opportunity
0: it felt almost like this should be like a series like this is a pilot for a series because I want to see more of those characters interact with each other and celebrities Mm -hmm. like it just would have been more interesting in that capacity I Mm -hmm. guess what I did there were parts of it that I did like though I
1: mean it was still funny Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um I just I love Scott Ackerman and Zach Galifianakis and really just everyone involved and so I was just
0: because Scott Ackerman directed it right yeah okay
1: I just and he and Zach Galifianakis I think wrote it so I was I think I just had very high hopes for it because I know it's a very tricky. I can't imagine how difficult it is to make something like that into a movie.
0: Because everyone has to be game for that, especially in just like the five minute interviews. Mm -hmm. Like everyone has to be just willing to just take themselves down a peg Mm -hmm. and just like enjoy laughing at themselves. But like it's that really I guess you're right. Like the release isn't so much there because like we're just kind of like cranking through them, bashing through them and like focusing on the plot of the movie which is like you know him getting to california to like Mm -hmm. have a tonight show kind of thing for himself
1: which obviously like and that's the type of plot that this type of thing would have which is fine Mm -hmm. but either the plot i feel like has to be stronger or their journey kind of has to be stronger to have them both not be kind of a little bit weak or like rushed Mm -hmm. it just I don't know. I feel like I was just being pushed through something really quickly. And then the best part of it for me were all the outtakes because they're fucking hilarious. And, like, the lines were a little bit meaner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found myself laughing, laughing harder at those than anything else. Um, so, yeah, I was it was fine. I was disappointed. I think maybe I had my hopes a little too high because I love them all so much.
0: There were points in the movie that were just... Really did kill me as far as being very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the interview. He yeah, had Paul Rudd. Uh, oh my God, yeah. And the ending line on that where it's just like Zach Galifianakis asked Gal- Galifian Paul Rudd, like, hey, are you a practicing Jew? And he just like looks away. He's like, No. I've perfected it, and it is <laughs> do a hard cut next scene. It's like that is, and he
1: has that little smile.
2: At
0: the <laughs> <end>. <laughs> it was like it's, it's like Paul, like I, I zinged you, I, I got you, man. Like it's like,
1: yes, that is
0: beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then there's the other part, which like the funniest part in the whole movie to me was uh, the John Legend sequence, where it's just mm-hmm. like I've never been more scared of John Legend in my life, <laughs> which is something I didn't think I'd ever say. <laughs> Who was scared of John Legend? No one until me right now, watching this interaction happen, um but no like there were parts of it that i really did like and yeah i totally see what you're saying there that a lot of it is lost because and for me some of it gets lost because we're stepping back and like we're building a story around mm-hmm. this character or, or zach galafanakis isn't the zach galafanakis we know yeah it is like you know this character that is not a celebrity at all that has not done movies or anything like that he's just an interviewer and oh, i'm
1: okay with that version I okay just, i would have Instead of having, like, eight interviews or ten or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. I would have rather had four or five longer ones and really built up that tension. Mm -hmm. Because building that up also builds up kind of the rapport and tension between him and his crew. Mm -hmm. But you didn't have that either. And you don't see those relationships really at all. I just wanted more, Jason. Totally fair.
0: (laughs) I get that and yeah I mean it just that feels like this is like the last one I don't know if they'll do any more on Funny or Die or something like that
1: oh I don't know I hope so because they're so fucking funny
0: but it feels rare now when they happen anyway yeah. right so but yeah I saw other things um I checked out uh Lego Movie 2 the second part <laughs> um which is the title of that movie mm-hmm. um it was fun It was fun as enjoyable as the first one I don't
1: think anyone saw this though. Uh, I started to watch it on a plane, but then I was tired and so I fell asleep. But it was. It made me laugh aloud.
0: (laughs) It just. It's weird. It felt like uh, the first one just got caught this cultural zeitgeist. Yes. And like everyone's about this movie, young and old. Mm -hmm. And this one, it's like, that came out? Like, oh wow. I know. I guess I'll watch it. Like, it just felt like the excitement was not there for this one.
1: Well, I'm sure if you're a parent, Mm -hmm. then maybe you knew about it more, but also. I felt like the first one, I don't know, it, yeah, it became popular with also People Our Age, too, Mm -hmm. as opposed to this one, I think, was under the radar with People Our Age, but maybe if I had a kid, then I'd be like, yes, another child movie that I will also enjoy, and (laughs) I'd be there in a heartbeat, Um, but it's too bad, because it's really fucking funny. And, like, I guess
0: five years of separation does create, like, you know a bit less interest maybe
1: but they had um the batman lego batman movie in between which i also saw <laughs> which
0: is a great movie yeah. it's probably one of the best batman movies that exists <laughs> uh and speaking of like will arnett's batman kills it in this like yeah. he is excellent he doesn't steal the movie necessarily but he's up there um i it's fun because like a lot of the side characters get a bit more to do like yeah. charlie day's character gets a bit more to do um stephanie beatrice um from brooklyn 99 she, she has a big part in this um Oh, um, Tiffany Haddish is in there as, like, the main villain uh, of the film, um, which is a great idea. Like, the whole premise being um, that these simple Duplo blocks are invading the Lego world and, like, you know, destroying it every time. And, like, the meta story of that is just, like, uh, the kid from the first movie has gotten older Mm -hmm. and his little sister just wants to play with him and play with his Legos and just the tension there that exists between a kid that is getting too old to play with things and like a younger sister that like is just at the right age to enjoy all of this
1: fun fact when i was a kid i did not have legos i had duplos because my parents thought i might be a dum dumb, and they were afraid i would just choke it <laughs> i'm a little lego so they got me the bigger ones like legos <laughs> they were probably right to do this <laughs>
0: like they're tiny and yes a child can choke they are choking hazard for real more a uh foot hazard for yes. a unprotected uh foot stepping on a lego but i didn't have too many legos growing up because because they're expensive Legos yeah. are still expensive they're
1: super expensive for tiny hunks of plastic
0: like, you could throw a eight dollar toy at a kid or like a 40 dollar lego set and a parent's like i'll throw this eight dollar toy at this kid nah, like, your mine will build in other ways Fair. <laughs> um but, yeah, I mean, it had all the great music from the first one. Um, just a lot of new songs. Um, John Lajoie. Um, He's so
1: great. He's so talented. It's he, nuts.
0: He wrote all the music, and it's like, wow, this is really good. You wrote catchy. all the music for that? Yeah.
1: No shit. For the second
0: one. I don't know about the first one.
1: I didn't know that. I'm going to have to go back and finish that movie. <laughs> it made me laugh. I was laughing out loud on the plane. Probably looked like a maniac. Because <laughs> I laughed really hard, and then I fell asleep. <laughs> 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 well, this woman is obviously on many yeah. things, right? <laughs> she shouldn't have been allowed on this flight. Um,
0: um, I didn't di- know
1: that. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Directed by Phil Miller and Chris Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, what else? There was one other thing that was like really funny. Oh, they do a great job of uh, commenting on just uh, Chris Pratt's career. <laughs> um, there's a se- there's a sequence in the movie where there's like uh, he meets like what is essentially a older, uh, stronger, wiser version of himself. It's like, wow, you remind me a lot of me. Like, yeah, I used to be a pudgy guy that made people laugh all the time. Now I'm an action hero. And it's just <laughs> like, cool. <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> like, very, very funny. Um, but no, it was um, well done. And like, all the charm of the first one, still there. Mm. It's just,
1: people the, should see it. All the wit, also. Like, yeah. if you're not paying attention, like, every other sentence is a really funny thing. And so... You might not appreciate it if you're only kind of have it on the background because it's really yeah. quick and funny and like some of the humor can be not mean but like it is pointed and is specific oh, for sure. and it's fucking great. They take it some shots. It is so good for adults. Also,
0: it takes some shots at uh, Marvel and how they don't want to play ball with the Lego movie. <laughs> Like yeah, you're right for taking shots of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, they make some very funny meta references to like Jason Momoa as Aquaman because no he way. plays the Lego version of himself. Amazing In this movie, and they're like, "What happened to regular Aquaman?" Like, uh, no one wants to see him. In anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's just they just do a quick pan of him. He's like, "I don't know." It's uh, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, that was one thing that I saw.
1: Nice. I'm definitely gonna have to go back and finish that. Mm-hmm. Um, another kind of. Uh, related thing to Between Two Ferns in a way is I watched Kulop Valaisak, who is the uh, lovely wife of Scott Ackerman, who directed Between Two Ferns. Mm -hmm. Um, She did a documentary called Origin Story, um, which June Diane Rayfield was one of the producers, which I didn't realize, which is awesome. Wow! Um, It is about how in real life Kulop, when she was 14, her parents were fighting And uh, she took her dad's side. Mm -hmm. And when she did that, her mom yelled at her and was like, why are you defending him? He's not even your real father. And she was like, what? Um, And now as an adult, it's obviously kind of, I don't know if haunted is the right word, but it's played a huge role in her life. Mm -hmm. This kind of void. Um, And she has a really tense and difficult relationship with her mom in particular, Um, And so she goes to find out, to talk to her mom about it, to talk to her dad about it. And she goes and seeks out her birth father. Damn. Yeah. It was really good. The animation is uh, really cool. Um,
0: Is the film animated?
1: No. They just, for the, basically uh, what would be like dramatic reenactments when Mm -hmm. Kulap is telling the story about her childhood, it's animated in like a very cool, um, very artsy comic book way kind of okay um that looks really awesome um and i think it hit me especially hard just because i'm adopted and whatnot um so i was like oh yeah this is amazing um but she it's so she's so great and so it was interesting her having a really tough emotional time when you're used to seeing her as being very bubbly and cheerful and happy um, and enthusiastic about everything so seeing this other side of her i always find particularly with comedians very interesting Mm -hmm. um and her relationship with scott ackerman because you don't really i think they're relatively private about that stuff Mm -hmm. understandably so um so and how some of her friends kind of comment on how it's kinda of shaped her and it was really a very interesting journey. Um and she's also realistic about these new relationships in her life and um her family is interviewed also and um yeah, it was very touching and interesting and kind of nice to see a different side of her and, yeah. Very that is
0: Very reminiscent of uh Sarah Polly's documentary, pretty much about a very similar subject called um, Lies We Tell.
1: Mm.
0: Just about like, oh, yeah, well, you know, your dad might not be your dad.
1: I think I saw that. It was a very long time ago, though.
0: Yeah, it came a couple of years ago. Yeah. But in this situation, like what, I guess, when did she start making the documentary? Like, uh, like what did, did, did is that ever expressed? Like how long and like the, 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 the timetable of that is?
1: So I remember, I want to say it started... She was filming it like five years ago, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then by the time they got finished, like I remember her trying to get funding for it and then they filmed it. And then I remember seeing posts about them like editing it and then finding a distributor and all that kind of logistical stuff that goes into it. Mm -hmm. So um, you can tell by the different haircuts (laughs) that people have. Um, So I want to say it's, was filmed maybe five years ago, but it came out in the last uh, couple months.
0: On what platform did you watch it?
1: Amazon Prime. Okay. Check it out. It's really good. Is and, it free on Prime or? It is. Oh, surprising. Um, And unlike the other things we've been watching, it's like the perfect length. You feel like you're getting the whole story. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of get caught up with what's going on. It was, It was really great. I really enjoyed it.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah, because she is like a, a force behind many things that are very funny yes and you and in addition to that i feel like i really get to see her mm-hmm. in front of the camera yeah and then to see her in front of the camera in this capacity mm-hmm. just feels like very revealing
1: very much so yeah so
0: yeah that can't be an easy subject to talk about much no. less do a
1: documentary about yes it don't get me wrong like it is heavy but they're also really funny parts because she's hilarious mm-hmm. um and also she and Scott Ackerman are trying to have a baby And kind of their struggles with that and So how that, that plays in
0: the story as well yeah. Like you are not going to be a mother Yes As someone that Who
1: has a difficult relationship with their mother and mm-hmm. their family Like that plays a big role In, you know, emo- mentally and emotionally Okay um, So it was It obviously is a heavy subject But she is also very funny um, And it doesn't get so... Dark that you don't want to watch. You're just. I found myself. Ooh, what was that accent? <laughs> I, found, I found myself. You um, found a new accent as well. <laughs> I also lost myself apparently into whoever this person is. Um, I, I mean, I already liked her, so maybe it's different because I went in knowing a bit about her. But I found myself invested immediately. Okay. Um, and really rooting for her and for her family. And what's
0: the name of the documentary again? It's called
1: Origin Story.
0: Origin Story.
1: Definitely recommend it. Okay.
0: I will check that out because I'm very curious about that. Mm -hmm. Um, And other things I watched. um, I watched Drive Again. Guess what? Drive's still cool. (laughs) (laughs) Still really a fucking rad movie, guys.
1: That's the Ryan Gosling one, right?
0: Yes, Ryan Gosling one.
1: Well, I get that mixed up with the Baby Driver one. (laughs) I
0: mean, they're both they, great movies. Don't they get me just wrong. Just
1: both have Drive in the name, so you know <laughs> they're both very. Great, I only have room for one of them in my brain.
0: <laughs> very stylish movies with great music. Um, however, one's way more intense than the other, mm. uh, and that would be Drive. Um, yeah, it's 2011's Drive, re- directed by uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, um, and features Ryan Gosling and Carey Mulligan and uh,
1: Oscar Isaac. Oscar
0: Isaac <clears throat> um, and Christina Hendricks. It's real good. Um, and Brian Cranston. Oh, my! Everybody's in this movie. You like somebody? They're probably in this movie. You like somebody? They probably like this movie. Um, yeah, it's stylish as hell. The costumes are dope. Everybody wanted that uh, satin scorpion jacket. Fuck yeah. Um, car chases are amazing. Uh, and looking back, everyone was like, oh, "Gosling's just acting like a piece of wood. No, there's a lot of intensity in that character. Hmm. And you see... As the movie goes on, that he is a floodgate holding a lot back. Mm. And once that gate gets released, it's like, ooh, this is a very dark and terrifying person. And you see that he's trying his best to just keep shit in check on a day-to-day basis.
1: I might have to rewatch this movie because I think I was just overwhelmed by his beauty (laughs) and i probably was not paying attention to anything else aside from his beauty that cool ass jacket Mm -hmm. carrie mulligan is adorable and ooh, oscar isaac and then oh no oscar Uh,
0: yeah Um, no spoilers i guess oh whatever if he gets blown up it is eight years old um but this is before like you know this is my first introduction oscar isaac like this guy's cool like Mm -hmm. i want to see more things me too
1: jason different (laughs) reasons but me too more things like every day like like in my bed when i wake up in the morning (laughs) at home with a meal that he's cooked when i get home from work when you get home from
0: work Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. understandable yeah yeah, yeah. totally fair um
1: we're on the same page
0: (laughs) It made me ask a couple questions uh, after watching this movie. One, like, um, what happened to Carrie Mulligan? That she's just not doing anything anymore. Like, it just felt no. like
1: Jason. She's doing stuff, just not stuff that you've seen. Psst.
0: Well, she needs to call her brother and let him know what's going on. <laughs> all right, because I'm worried. Okay, I just want to know what's going on.
1: That's it. Like, she's yeah, it's been a... doing some smaller, not necessarily smaller, but mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna say I can, I'm gonna call them straight to UK because they're just pretty <laughs> much shown in the UK type of movies. Mm-hmm. But because um everything is curated now and every streaming platforms i know loves uh every streaming platform that there is that i have knows that i love dumb british shit mm-hmm. it's like uh hello Jax, have you seen this amazing carrie mulligan thing i'm just like no but thank you amazon prime yes i will watch this oh uh, okay oh so people she's... are wearing corsets and bonnets love it here we go
0: so she's behind a search wall of british stuff i think so interesting carrie come back to the states all right
1: we miss you okay <laughs> being cool stuff <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, that stuff's cool, Jason. Okay? God.
0: No one's saying it's not. Except for me. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: You would just society generally? I get it, okay? <laughs> Whatever.
0: No. Um, And also, yeah, the music. I freaking love the music in that movie. It's very synth-heavy. It changed my perspective on what I like in music. Mm. So, I don't know. Drive. It's still out there, guys. It's also uh, free on IMDb TV. If yeah. you have that that's you can a thing go, you can go to imdb.com right now click on the little tv link and you can watch shows like for free they'll be commercials but you can just watch things
1: am i going to this thing that says watch now for free yeah oh my god <laughs> what
0: (laughs) this is not sponsored by imdb tv
1: they have sense and sensibility but
0: they have got a lot of movies on there um (gasps) the only barrier is like you got some commercials
1: oh but who cares that anyways it's free
0: and most likely right there on your watching device of your choice your fire sticks or your google play home whatever they call it it's there go and check it out
1: um, also, to defend uh, Carrie Mulligan, she's also had some kids, Jason. Okay? Oh, excuse so, me. I'm like, sorry. So, like, maybe she's busy raising her family. Damn, I'm sorry, Mama Mulligan. Jeez. Like, I didn't know you had all them babies. Gosh. Yeah, That's right. I'll send your apologies along to her.
0: And a card, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: some diapers. Because <laughs> um, she's married to the guy from uh, the, you know, that band. What band? The band. With, like, they have banjos and shit.
0: The uh, Lumineers? Mum,
1: Mumford, Mumford and Sons? Sons? She's married to the front guy from Mumford and Sons. Carrie Mulligan married Mumford? Mulligan and Mumph. Mumph. Mumph? Yeah.
0: All right. That seems about right. I'm not going to knock you
1: right? that. Right? I mean, he looks like he could be transported from the fields of a... Victorian movie. It seems like
0: he's raised a barn. (laughs) Oh yeah, smithed some nails.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: he knows his way around a lathe. He's uh,
1: hooved some horses. Yeah. They ate at a big picnic table out in a field.
0: Like the Time Traveler's Wife. That's just a documentary about their life because she found him from the
1: 1800s. Did you ever see that movie? I did.
0: (laughs) 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 I've seen every movie about time traveling lovers um including about time um and with
1: donald gleason and
0: rachel mcadams yeah let me tell you rachel mcadams is in all of these movies because she loves a time traveler apparently um they're fun and i like them <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> they're great stories about love across time um personally i like about time way more than um the time travels wife although the time
1: travels wife isn't bad
0: you're looking at me right now with new eyes,
1: and I, <laughs> I just don't thought like you it. You were going to continue to try to defend the two of them and like tell me why one is better than the other, but then you just came to a screeching oh, halt. Well, I'll tell you,
0: um, about time is way funnier. It's much okay. funnier and a lot cuter, and just like serendipitous. And Bill Nye, he's there, mm. and uh, Donald Gleason, and him have a wonderful relationship. Um, and you can see, and well. Time travel's wife is from the wife's perspective. A lot of it. Um, and also Eric Mann's perspective a little bit too, but it's fairly evenly split. Mm -hmm. Um about time is way more from Domal Gleason's perspective and like how he is altering time to his benefit and also to his detriment. Mm -hmm. Um and they have very clear and defined rules about time travel in that world and how it works. I appreciate that, yeah. And that always helps someone get into a time travel story a lot Mm -hmm. easier. And it just felt like there was more trial and triumph mm-hmm. in about time okay because there are many moments where things could have fell apart
1: mm.
0: um but yeah that's a uh, little corner on how i like love time travel movies
1: this will come up later
0: um also Kate Milapold, right not that great all right let me just tell you that um
1: <laughs> is that with
0: Hugh jackman you? and meg ryan so after x-men oh, that's a
1: weird pairing <laughs>
0: <laughs> so after x-men Everyone was on the huge Jackman train. I was like, yeah.
1: what's he going to do next? What I mean, action movie? Like, I get it. So am I. Is
0: he going to do next? Gimme. He, he didn't do an action movie. He did Kate and Leopold.
1: He's very sensitive.
0: And I watched it. And meh. Uh, there are better things. There are better time travel love stories. Oh, there
1: are better things than Kate and Leopold?
0: One wouldn't believe it. <laughs> but uh, yeah.
1: The pinnacle of cinema? Yeah, there Kate are. Kate and
0: Leopold? All right. It has everything you want, really. Horses and you know done period period <laughs> who doesn't love a horse um so yeah you don't have to watch it i just told you about it it's oh, like done? no no you don't oh surprisingly
1: okay cool mm-hmm. you
0: do Good whatever you know. want really sweet but uh i'm gonna shut up now
1: <laughs> 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 what were we just talking about i completely <laughs> forgotten. We were drive. Talking about drive okay
0: and we got off on the mulligan train we and always do. we got over there <laughs> she's so great
1: <laughs> um A thing that I. Okay, so. I needed a mini break from Bones. Oh, no! Don't you... get me wrong, I'm not stopped on Bones.
0: Like, look, I've built a house in the Bones Zone, all right? <laughs> I own property there. <laughs> <laughs> I will be back. Gotta take a little summer vacation, that's all. <laughs> um,
1: but then when you mentioned on the last episode that you watched Train Spotting 2, mm-hmm. Then my little brain went, oh, Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller. Exactly. It echoed like that in my head. Um, sensually. Johnny, 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 Johnny,
0: Johnny, Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> Lee, 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 This is working as ASMR for somebody yeah.
1: out there. Um And so then I remembered that he was on the show uh, Elementary on well, CBS. We've talked about this. Yeah. I've... <laughs> really gotten into it <laughs> already in season two mm-hmm. there are seven seasons they had a
0: good long run i didn't they think it would ran for did. that long
1: nobody did because i don't know who watched the show because mm-hmm. it's not great but it's also not terrible because
0: its origin really is like this is america's version of bbc sherlock right like that's kind of like where they were coming from yeah
1: i mean there are different levels of quality <laughs>
0: Of course! Y- yes. But, yes.
1: I mean, I guess they came out around the same time, I think. Um, it's, you know, it's Sherlock Holmes as done by CBS.
0: <laughs> Which is fine.
1: Um, and honestly, I I mean, I haven't seen a lot of CBS shows because they're typically pretty bad. I'm gonna go out a limb and say it's probably one of the better CBS shows. Okay,
0: in recent memory.
1: Yeah. Um... Uh, Maybe I'm just saying that because I find Johnny Lee Miller oddly attractive. <laughs> I'm a little annoyed because they started him off in season one wearing a lot of vests, and now they've taken him out of the vests. Where have the vests gone, Was Jason? He
0: just wearing vests and no shirt underneath because that feels like a real Johnny Lee Miller thing to do.
1: It would, but it would not be a very CBS
0: thing to do. <laughs> Is this it, guy it'd a, be stripper, a Very different show
1: a that I would gotten into a lot faster. <laughs> Is he a Chris Angel type? I can't. Oh tell. God. <laughs> um. So I um I watched it when it first came out cuz I enjoy Sherlock Holmes mysteries and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um I watched the f- almost all of the first season and then I stopped cuz I was annoyed by Natalie Dormer who was in it. Her character. Is she?
0: She is. Hmm.
1: I will not say. I may have to capacity. watch more of the show now. Very curious. Um and then st- they, there's a uh, twist, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm back on board this time around." Um, so it's Johnny Lee Miller as Sherlock Holmes. Um, sorry, I just got distracted because I saw a still of from the Cats movie coming out. Oh, gross! Oh, god, that is <laughs> that is terrifying. You... I thought it was from a horror movie. It then I loved to realize. Is it coming out in October? It would be appropriate. <laughs> I think that might be Taylor Swift's character. Mm. Nothing against Taylor Swift. It's just terrifying. Her features god.
0: blend very weirdly into that cat. I mean everyone's features do. Yeah. Like, it's but not- hers
1: in the main girl especially are just like, oh my god, it's so weird. Um I gotta scroll off of that. Mm. Please change. Oh, the page. Oh, oh god. <laughs> um Uh Lucy Lou is Joan Watson. I'm happy they went
0: with Joan instead of Jane. If you said Jane, I've been real mad. But Joan is fine.
1: Oh. Yeah, I guess so. I like the name Jane, but fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and the premise is that he has, uh, Sherlock has had um, some major drug problems and he has moved to New York. And um, Lucy Lou plays his sober companion. Which oh. apparently is a real thing, which I didn't know. That. Not his sponsor
0: exactly, but no a sober companion. Sober
1: companion. She lives with him.
0: Is she provided uh, like by the city or
1: no? His dad hires her.
0: Oh, like, like hey, I'm going to keep you in check and make yes. sure that you stay off the of stuff. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, and then she enjoys solving, helping him kind of with these things because she has to pretty much. She can't be away from him for more than two hours. Or he oh. can't be away from her for more than two hours. So... He,
0: Does one of them explode if they are away from
1: each other for too long? Like He has on an ankle bracelet. It's a bomb. <laughs> um, no, it's just so he can't get into trouble.
0: Okay, just the, under the contract that yes. has been stipulated for her
1: and yes. him. Got it. Um, I mean, I can think of plenty of ways to get into trouble in two hours. But, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. These are the rules. Um, so, because he was a... I, he, I think, like, he's supposed to have met Captain Gregson, like, in the UK or something. I don't know. They know each other, so he starts consulting on various cases for the NYPD. Okay. There's a very handsome Detective Bell, who I enjoy. Um, and Reese Iphens plays...
0: Um, he's the weirdest looking man alive. <laughs> but go on.
1: <laughs> um he plays um oh why can't i think of mycroft holmes okay that, that's a good mycroft um so yeah it's you know it is what it is mm-hmm. i enjoy it and i've i have discovered though one very important thing in that joan watson's job is my ideal job it w- is my perfect job, Jason. Explain, <laughs> please
0: explain. <laughs> she
1: gets to live with Johnny Lee Miller. He's done Miller Watch. <laughs> in a really nice brownstone in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and just get paid to help him solve crimes. <laughs> <laughs> She's not on the hook for, like, if they're not solved. Mm-hmm. She's just a consultant. Mm-hmm. But, like, fuck yeah. Why is this not my job? I'd be a great sober companion, I feel like. Mm
0: hmm. It's Just smack into the five people's hands.
1: Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I need this. It's
0: not impossible. I don't know what John Lee Miller's schedule is. But <laughs> 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 what do you mean? You don't know. <laughs>
1: I got it right here. um It is my ideal job. Mm-hmm. If anyone asks you you know in the you know how people ask like if you could do anything what would you <laughs> this is what i would do i would live with Johnny Meekley Miller in a beautiful brownstone that i would fix up and we would solve crimes together
0: man that's very specific i have goals then
1: why did you ask <laughs> I have an answer ready. It is this.
0: It seems like you've waiting for someone to ask you this question for a very long time. I just
1: go to like a temp agency. They're like, "So what are you thinking?" I just hand them like a video of this. <laughs> like this is what I would like. Please, thank you.
0: Like this is just season one of Elementary. Yeah, I know.
1: Cut to us twelve hours later, having really just sitting interesting- <laughs> <laughs> watching it, <laughs> really enjoying it. <laughs> they um, also have Johnny Lee Miller shirtless as like as often as humanly possible and i really appreciate it (laughs) because hell looks good especially with the vests i wish they would bring the vests back i enjoy a vest on a man
0: so where are you now did you finish season one of course i did
1: jason i'm like in the middle of season two okay they kind of jumped the shark a little bit um but whatever Fine, <laughs> I'm sure they'll find their way over. And skin. season two, they jump the shark season one, they kind of do. Jesus, I Mo- guess they didn't think they were gonna get renewed. Moriarty comes to play, and like, yeah, I mean, to be
0: fair, and like BBC Sherlock, Moriarty comes to play in like the first film, kind of the first like special, yeah,
1: but they're only like three episode seasons as opposed to this Sherlock, which is. The first season is 24 episodes.
0: Yeah, you got to play that out a little bit longer. Yeah. Like, if the 24 episodes came at the very end, you reveal Moriarty. Like, all right, now we have some place to go. But I see what you're doing. Because they didn't... At.
1: Can I spoil it for you? Sure. So, uh, you're under the impression that um, Natalie Dormer plays... Oh, my gosh. Why am I blanking on the name? Um... Oh, Irene Adler, who is his, like, his lady. He Mm -hmm. calls her the woman. Um, And so you are under the assumption that she is dead. And then she reappears toward the end of the season. And so instead of playing that out more, within, like, one episode or, like, two episodes, they're like, JK, she's Moriarty. And you're like, what? She's Moriarty? But, like... You could have just played that out over such a long time. Okay. And instead you told me within like one episode of telling me that she's alive.
0: So that feels like not a spoiler at all because it's going to happen. You're going to get slapped in the face with it pretty early on.
1: Yeah. That's,
0: man, that's an odd writing choice, but.
1: Yeah, I, it also, it does. It feels like this was like, they didn't expect another season. And then all of a sudden like, oh shit, we have six more. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was a little funky, but I, still loving it. Okay.
0: I'm very curious with Natalie Dormer being on this show. Mm. I'm, it was I,
1: pre-Game of Thrones, and at first, her character as Irene Adler is super annoying, mm-hmm. and that's when I turned it off, when the first time I saw it, when it was actually live and on television. Um, I did not stick around to see the twist of her being Moriarty, because she's a much... I mean, naturally, of course, she's much more interesting and better character as Moriarty. Mm-hmm. I believe she's in a vest at one point, and she looks great in a vest. <laughs> Come on, guys!
2: Uh,
0: see our vests. The Ugh, show. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I want a sh- offshoot of the show suits, or just vests. And it's just really good-looking men and women just wearing vests. Give me the show. Has four buttons.
0: I've got a pocket watch. Ooh. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Touche. <laughs>
0: Only on US. Characters <laughs> welcome. So hard. All, all clothing is welcome and optional.
1: Very optional.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um, so,
1: yeah, elementary. It's great. <laughs> and it's on uh, Hulu, which is why I desperately texted you for your Hulu password. <laughs> What's the Hulu password? I didn't know. I could get it on my television, but not on my computer. And I was like, no, how am I going to watch this while I eat?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That is perfect. Oh, empathetic.
1: (laughs) What else have you got?
0: Um, I watched The Last Days of Phil Hartman. Um, Oh,
1: I just saw the advertised. mm
0: -hmm. I saw it on Hulu. It was a 2020 uh, special.
1: Mm. Um, It was interesting. I mean,
0: I... Um, a big fan of phil hartman and like his career it? and all man, that stuff fucking
1: great man and
0: they definitely do show that in that uh documentary that yeah he was very beloved by many people mm. i felt like this was like the most balanced in like the looking at his insofar as looking at his marriage
1: oh okay
0: and explaining like well he was a great guy like you know fantastic father great friend mm-hmm. but maybe not like the greatest husband in the mm-hmm. sense that like he would just get bored easily okay and like well and what was interesting, though, is that, like, you know, they would interview, like, his ex-wives. He was married three times. Oh, shit. But they interviewed the past two wives. Like, oh, he's a great friend. Like, we kept in contact, like, you know, forever, like, after we broke up. Mm. But he was just like, he just wasn't, like, that
1: great of a husband. Like, he some, just... That's how some guys are. They're great people, just not good boyfriends. Which was just interesting.
0: It's like, yeah. oh, like, yeah. And friends were just like, yeah, he just, like, by the time he realized he's not necessarily marriage material, mm. you're married to him. Yeah. Which is like, oh, that's very interesting. Mm. Um, But he wasn't, like, a bad person. Right. It just felt like. Uh, i'm bored i'm not gonna be around i'm he's remained faithful he never mm. cheated on anybody or mm. anything like that but it's like i'm just gonna be out of the house and on uh, like drive around a bit and like gotcha. be on the boat and all that stuff okay. i want to just work a lot and mm-hmm. not be around which mm-hmm. is interesting to hear um and the relationship that he had with his wife was one don't where tell
1: in, me too much please oh,
0: okay then i won't um it was just an interesting one okay um, how long
1: is it it's only about an hour and 10 minutes okay i think um i didn't realize it was a 2020 thing
0: yeah, um, it was done by ABC. Okay. Um, but it's, it's very interesting to look at and just very interesting to see their careers and his career and just hearing people talk about mm. him and his life.
1: Yeah. Nice.
0: I would recommend watching it. If you like SNL stuff, if you like, uh, you know, comedy stuff, you like Phil Hartman, which oh, everyone yeah. did. Oh, So great. own only... voice.
1: Oh, that was... He Fantastic. had such a great voice. Why like,
0: they talk about that and, like, you know, how you just... He was just very good at impressions, mm-hmm. and just, like, even when he was, like, a teenager, just able to make, like, just hold an audience in the palm of his mm-hmm. hand. Uh, and how he had this other s- first career as, like, an album artist. Oh, that's cool. He did, like, art for, like, albums for, like, uh, bands like Rush and stuff like Holy that. Shit. And, like, Kansas, and it's like, oh, you had this whole other career that you were just like, mm, I need to be in front of the camera. I need to be, yeah. like, a person who has attention put on them. And, like, I
1: used like to have two amazing skills. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: So that was, like, very interesting to hear. And, like, that was something I already knew, but, like, it's like, oh, cool. Like, it is cool to, like, see the album art itself yeah. and, like, have that put up on there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a very interesting uh, piece.
2: Okay.
1: So I
0: definitely recommend that.
1: Nice. Um, last night I watched uh, the show Criminal. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix original. Um, there are actually multiple versions. There, I watched Criminal UK. There's a French version, a Spanish version. Like, they're a couple. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, yeah, and it's three episodes. They're each, uh, I think, like an hour. I don't know if it's an Each hour season is three episodes? Yes. Sorry. Okay. And they're each an hour-ish. Um, the, I watched two of them. The first one is with David Tennant. The second one is with Hayley Atwell. Um, and they were really good.
0: What's the sh- series about? Is it an anthology series? Like-
1: so, it's... They just kind of drop you in um to it's basically all shot in one maybe two rooms the interrogation room and then the other side of the glass where the cops are watching
2: okay
1: um and they just drop you into the middle of an interrogation with david tennant um and it's just so you don't quite know what's going on then you kind of get filled in here and there and it's Mm -hmm. Focusing on that, but also a little bit the, uh, the police, the detective characters, and a little bit of their personal lives. So their personal lives are shrunk through each episode, but it's mainly focusing on the that criminal.
0: So the tethers are the detectives. Like they yes. remain the same throughout each episode. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, the first one focused on um, there are three different detectives who were interrogating them. Um, the second one, they were three guys. The second one was two women. Um, and it's just so... It's hard to describe without giving anything away. It's just you can... The tension just builds. Mm-hmm. And, like, how they go about it, presenting certain evidence and kind of trying to manipulate a little bit the person being interrogated. Um, it's really good. Like, the
0: structure of it, as you describe it, sounds like a stage play, almost.
1: Honestly, that's the closest thing. That's what I thought of when I was watching it. It's almost like watching a play. And you could kind of do it as a play. Because it, it's basically just those two rooms. Mm-hmm. So you could split it up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the All the actors are great. Um, let me look it up. I have a, who they are. So um, there's like five or so detectives. Um, I didn't recognize any of them um Catherine kelly plays i think they're like kind of chief like the woman in charge and then lee ingleby which is an amazing british name. british name mark stanley um rochenda sandal and nicholas pinnock of also an amazing name um oh um uh, yeah it's two technology for um I shouldn't have watched this so late last night. Oh, boy. I can't <laughs> remember anyone from the other episode. Um, so Chiwetel Ejiofor is there, and he um, he does such a great job. He comes in as, like, the closer, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, Kira Cedric style, if you will. Um, we know drama. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> and he came in, and he looks so tall, and he's so intimidating. And you just see David Tennant's whole... Just like the tension is just cranked up even more mm-hmm. um, when he comes into the room and just stares down David Tennant. It's so great. Um, I would highly recommend it. It's just really good drama um, and kind of a mystery because you don't exactly know what happened. Mm-hmm. And that is going to actually be your um, assignment is the first episode of Criminal UK. Okay. It was just a really... I thought it would be good judging by the trailers and who were uh, the actors were in it. Mm-hmm. And I was correct. I enjoyed it. Okay.
0: Um, I would like to check that out. That's, that's why I was writing it down before you even sign it to me. Mm. Um, I watched something totally unrelated to that. Um, I watched 3 O'Clock High. Uh, 3 O'Clock High, it's the uh, pretty much the basis that uh, the... Twenty seventeen film Fist Fight, featuring Ice Cube and Charlie Day was based on.
1: Oh.
0: Um, in three o'clock high in itself is an interpretation of the uh Western High Noon. Um this was uh to Hawker back to last week, a secret my boss, uh Steven Spielberg uh production. Oh he was the exec producer on this. Um he took his name off of it because it uh, just didn't fit the spielberg brand you know of uh, big blockbusters um
1: there weren't any dinosaurs in it no
0: dinosaurs <laughs> uh, no aliens this is just a story set at a high school okay um barry steinenfeld uh director of things like men in black and adam's family served as cinematographer in on the movie um oh. you've got a young Yar- yarley smith who's voiced Lisa simpson
1: um, no way she's in, in it? this movie That's you've awesome. got
0: mitch plegey <laughs> um no way. You got a young Jeffrey Tambor and a young Paul Feig all in this movie. Um that is just and they're all like bit players, all side characters that like popping in and out of the movie. That's
1: crazy. They all went on to have like amazing careers. Yeah,
0: really huge careers. Um but the basic premise of the movie being that this uh nerd is just a regular day at school. He is assigned by his uh high school paper to interview the new kid who is this big tough bruiser dude from like a different school. It's his first day there, and he, they make this nerd kid go and like interview him, and basically the tough kid says like, I want to beat you up at 3 o'clock today just because you talked to me. And... The whole day becomes around just a revolt around how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this horrible beating that I'm gonna receive? And as the day goes on, they show you that this dude is very capable of inflicting the promise that he made to this kid. Like, um. oh, I'm gonna destroy you. Um various things happen where like he's trying to get out of it, he tries to like flunk a test and get detention, he winds up like, you know, acing it. Like he Mm-mm. like like I'm gonna just like bomb this brook report and like absolutely like kiss my teacher and like it's gonna be pandemonium. And teacher's like, cool, I'm into this. Like, no, everything <laughs> is going too well. He winds up stealing, like, 400 bucks from the school bookstore to, like, pay off uh, like another tough kid. Like, all right, you are going to stand up for me and fight the bully in my place. And that kid gets ruined. And he loses $400 in the process. Um, he tries to pay off uh, the, the bully with the same money that he had. And, like, nope. Uh, and just, like, the whole thing just, like... What what don't you understand about this? I'm going to hurt you. Like this is just inevitable. Like if you just stood up and took it, it would hurt less, wouldn't it? And then the kid's like finally like stands up for himself. No, screw you, man. Like I'm going to fight you. Like I'm just gonna accept this. I'm gonna fight you, and we're gonna get into this. Mm-hmm. And the fight that happens at the end is pretty hilarious, but also like a decent fight. Like the the kid wins ultimately. I know no one's gonna watch this movie and go back yeah, and see no, this thing.
1: It was made the year we were born. It was made in so 1987.
0: Like, yeah. So. <laughs> um but it was an overall fun movie i wouldn't say like great by any standards um fun and i would say if you were like a teenager at the time watching that movie i can absolutely see how you would like get into this um but yeah it's just very well shot um and surprisingly well shot for a movie of that not of that time but just like given like the stakes of it it's like oh you've got like some ringers like in your stable here like making this movie so it just feels like, oh, yeah, like, visually speaking, like, you guys did a really good job at this. Um, and as far as, like, building the tension of the day, like, oh, yeah, I could see someone who was, like, a teenager at the time really being into this.
1: I would never watch this because it would stress me out so much. <laughs> it was, I, oh I avoid stuff like this because I just can't deal with it, even though it is fictional. Mm-hmm. How does he end up winning?
0: Oh, so the, uh, the tough kid, um, He has some brass knuckles with him, and he's going to, like, use them on the, uh, the Nerd Kid. Uh, Nerd Kid's friends all kind of, like, jump in the way, like, to try and stop him. Like, his best friend, like, jumps in there, and he gets beat up. Like, um, the school principal, like, jumps in, like, to stop this fight. He gets knocked out. What? And the school principal's like, dude, you need to finish this fight. (laughs) Knock that kid out. (laughs) Um, the nerd kid gets a couple good shots in, like, you know, kicks him in the knee, like, is able to, like, get a couple decent hits in. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, he's got some spunk in him. Um, his little sister is able to, like, grab the brass knuckles that the bully drops. Mm -hmm. Throws it to, like, you know, her brother's like, knock this dude out. Very (laughs) Friday. Um, and he knocks him out with the brass knuckles um and the end of the film um is everyone heard like oh he like took money like to try and like you know pay the bully off but that all got taken and students all come to like kind of like pay homage like dude you whooped his ass here's a buck for a piece of paper and like overall he has like a hundred bucks from like you know students just like all right maybe i can actually like, get out of this thing because while he did steal the money the administration found out he stole the money um or that the money's missing and if it's not replaced it's like well this kid's gonna get expelled uh, and the bully that he tried to pay off that took his money from him came back and paid the rest of the money back to him like hey man you won fair and square uh, and he pays the money back he doesn't get in trouble uh, and the bully has respect for him <laughs>
1: <laughs> it sounds like the fantasy of a 13 year old who it, just got beaten up absolutely and they got Steven Spielberg to direct <laughs> this movie <laughs> <laughs> Look, when Steven Spielberg wants something to go your way it goes your way. That's <laughs> okay. amazing. That's hilarious. It's like a weird little Cinderella story. Yeah. At the end. Okay. But
0: yeah, that was one thing that I saw. You got anything else?
1: Um nothing aside from the assignment.
0: Um I've got two things that I'd like to talk about here.
1: Give them to me.
0: Um I'd like to talk about Brightburn, um which I saw. Um it features Elizabeth Banks uh david denon um who's is
1: that from the office roy from the office nice
0: um and uh jackson uh dunn as the main child the story of brightburn is basically it's a uh,
1: horror movie right it's a horror movie no uh
0: in the superhero genre kind of what? it's like what if superman um was a psychopath
1: oh god
0: yeah um it was a psychopath 14 year old Ugh. like going through puberty and all that stuff and just 14 doing year alone
1: things. are the worst let yeah. alone psycho ones with superpowers
0: so the story starts off very superman-esque like you know these parents with banks and david denman find a ship crash landing in the woods they find a baby inside they raise the baby for 13 years and everything's going just fine uh on his 14th birthday uh he the ship calls out to the boy And keeps calling to him, keeps calling to him, keeps calling to him. Eventually he goes down and it awakens him, activates him basically, just saying, hey man, take this world and everything in it. And the kid just starts doing terrible, horrible things to people around him and doing them in secret.
1: I regret Googling this.
0: Yeah, it's done by the uh, the gun uh, camp. Like James Gunn and his brothers.
1: Oh, when you said the Gum Camp, I got very confused. <laughs> it's like, the NRA like funded this movie. Elizabeth Banks they got is in deep it. Deep pockets, and okay, this is about makes,
0: how everyone should have a gun.
1: That makes much more sense.
0: Uh, no, it was uh, yeah done by James Gunn and his folks. Um, you see a couple of their people show up here and there, um, and it's okay overall. Um,
2: the...
0: Elizabeth Banks like the way they make her character act in this just feels like no like she's better than that
1: okay
0: um yeah everyone's having very regular reactions to like oh but he's just a kid he couldn't possibly do this except for uh, Roy from The Office yeah. he's having real like no I don't trust this thing <laughs>
1: <laughs> listen I get screwed over once by my fiance I'm not letting this shit happen again like,
0: he moved out from Pennsylvania to Kansas and he is not having it anymore fair um, so he is a character that I gravitated to Is like he's acting with real logic in this situation granted he can't do anything because kid's Superman but mm. like you know I, I like where, he's, where his head is at um, but yeah, it was okay. Um, not really worth, like, paying full price for. Like, I saw, like, a, a discount rental or something like that. It was fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I saw outside of the assignment, uh, was Ad Astra.
1: Oh. Oh.
0: Yeah. With, uh, Brad Pitt and Timely I did Jones. not
1: realize that was out yet. Yeah, it, it came out about two weeks ago.
0: Um. Cool.
1: Thanks for inviting me. I'm sorry. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> um
1: you know how much i love tommy lee jones (laughs) in
0: in space a la space cowboys um although this movie does hold connections to that as it does have donald sutherland and Tommy lee jones as astronauts so that felt weird um but this is basically apocalypse now in space um don't say too much to me has a very similar structure to it
1: i i know i've seen apocalypse now but i can't remember for the life of me
0: i won't spoil anything else um it's very big on like the commercialization it's set in the near future uh-huh. it's like hey if we were able to get into space we'd absolutely put an applebee's there and it yeah. just shows things like that like oh yeah this is ugly and gross mm-hmm. like we would absolutely just turn the moon into a mall yeah um there are some very cool action sequences that happen in this movie there's mm-hmm. a chase on dune buggies
1: love it that's oh like, yeah that's they show super dope uh in the trailer for a second
0: Okay, I, I didn't see any trailers for this movie. Really, I oh, just really? Like, heard about. it. I was like, I'd like to see this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's a chase on a dune buggy. There's fights in space. Cool. Um, like fist fights in space. Like that's cool. Um, and also the movie just reiterates space is hella dangerous. Yes. Don't do bad things in space. Like, or just stay out of space. Like, um, but visually speaking, some very cool things happen. Um, it is a very realistic depiction of space flight and space travel. Hmm. Um, and I felt like a lot of like work was put into this to just make it like as realistic as possible. Like, well, this isn't real yet, but in fifty years, who knows? Like, this yeah. could be a a viable thing. Um, I feel like Tommy Jones again is uh, ageless. I feel like there is a portrait of a baby in an attic somewhere, <laughs> and Tommy Jones ages for it. Um, oh yeah, it's just he's looked the same since about nineteen ninety eight, and it's kind of amazing Same to me.
1: angry creases on his forehead mm-hmm.
0: um and he is startling and and really good in it nice um i wouldn't be surprised if he got like a supporting nod or something like really that. um did so you like this movie. i liked it okay. I, I certainly did like it um
1: wish i could uh liked it with you that's <laughs> i'm sorry no it's fine jason <sighs> that's
0: what i do this on really a monday fine. afternoon um
1: couldn't have waited till uh night it's fine
0: the night is where bad things happen.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But no, I saw it at and I liked it. And that's what I will talk about for the things that I saw.
1: I will definitely try to go see that because it looks really. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, Brad Pitt looked really good. <laughs> um, I wish they wouldn't cover him up in that space suit. There's like, a couple shirtless scenes. Yeah. You, you,
0: you, you, you folks will get what you want. All right, Brad knows what you want. All Why right. didn't He's you give it to
1: start you. off this review with that?
0: Um, God
1: damn it! Jason. They show the
0: ravages of like you know malnutrition. And what that do and what that does to you as well. So you get two versions. All of, right,
1: sassy. You get
0: two versions of Brad. All right, you get hot Brad and you get malnourished Brad.
1: I'll take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not picky. Okay. Uh, assignments. Yes. <laughs> Would I, you like to go first? Okay. <laughs> Um, Actually, no. I'll go first. You ended on the old bones note. Okay. So I watched Undone. Mm-hmm. I watched like an episode and a half. Okay. Um, I will start off by saying that it is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The anima- the way it's shot and like the animation overlay type of situation is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did not like it. Okay. And... Harkens back to something you were talking about. I do not like time jumpy movies. Fair. The number of times I have seen ads for Looper and I have opportunities to watch it, I'm just like I don't care. <laughs> I cannot do time things. Uh, I would say in Looper, there's only
0: one time jump that happens in that movie. Yeah, okay. So, it's not as confu- not nearly as confusing as
1: slash this. dimensions. Mhm.
0: Uh, this, yeah. Undone gets very metaphysical.
1: Upon saying this, I realized that I love Doctor Who, which is... <laughs> <laughs> I hate
0: timey-wimey
1: BS. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I just... Everyone is great in it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love seeing Bob Coden- Odenkirk in anything. Mm-hmm. Especially as like a sweet dad. He's
0: fantastic in that capacity.
1: Yes. Um... But I didn't find, through no fault of her own, Rose Salazar's character. Not that she's supposed to be likable, but I find her... Maybe it's just because she's very cynical and depressed, much like myself. <laughs> so I was like, ew, who would want to hang out with this chick? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wasn't super on board for her character. Um, I don't her mom, I don't like it when and not to say it's not true sometimes, but when one parent is kind of like the bad guy, in which case it's the mom who's like a little bit shallow and withholding. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a great way to describe her. Um, Whereas Bob Odenkirk is like the fun dad and uh, that always just kind of sucks. Um, I would
0: say for that, it's a very much a seemingly kind of thing. A what uh see it seemingly that's the case okay. um but
1: then i mean he does run off and abandon her yeah but um i don't know i just i uh, i've never seen caddyshack probably because i know what happens in it and watching the same thing over and over again makes me fucking crazy <laughs> it she gets- drives me nuts and so when it just kept on going and then you see her like she like meets herself and like oh so I know we're going to have to come back to this we're going to do this a whole fucking thing again. <laughs> I was so annoyed and it's just it's just one of those themes in movies that I just don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I just couldn't even though it was beautiful and it looked good I just couldn't get into it. Okay,
0: totally fair. I mean
1: I never thought about it before, but I was like, oh, yeah, no, I do not like time things.
0: (laughs) It's its own ball of wax for sure. Um, Like I said, it gets very metaphysical, very much time jumpy. Like it's, you got to have a certain kind of like mindset for it or like a certain desire to see that kind of thing. And if you don't, either you'll get confused, bored, or angry at it. Um, But that being said, I was very game for it. I still haven't finished it yet. I'm Mm. like two episodes away from being done with it, but... It's, yeah, it's just very weird, and I think I'm down for that right now in my life. It's
1: fair. I think, like I find the story interesting. It's just getting to it. I was like,' oh, come on, so I'll mm-hmm. probably just make you explain everything to me, and the human
0: elements of it I like a lot, just mm-hmm. the whole fact of like she's just dealing with like her mom and her sister mm-hmm. and her dad, and it's like all the time crap outside the window, just like those relationships alone mm-hmm. it's very interesting, like her, the stuff with her boyfriend was like very interesting also her boyfriend i had to look it up i was like this guy seems familiar and i like him but why i don't cakes. like him and he's from patty cakes yeah so it's like, the best
1: friend fucking jerry how you doing man <laughs> hell yeah
0: <laughs> i was just yeah, very yeah. excited to see him mm-hmm. um but what i watched i watched
2: bones
0: Bones. i watched season five episode three. Oh, episode title the plane is in the prodigy
1: Uh, What is the general plot of this episode?
0: So they're investigating the murder of an Amish piano prodigy. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, they are, Jason.
0: And my whole approach to like jumping like, well, which episode do I watch? I was like, I think anyone is fine.
1: Oh, I, totally. And I apologize. I was like, yeah, I'll send you which ones I want you to watch. And then I didn't because I'm a jerk. <laughs> Sorry.
0: I just I jumped right into it. And what do I find? Nothing else but a Michael B. Jordan episode. His first one. Um, yes. <laughs> so
1: I was like, oh. Perry. He plays Perry. lucky
0: am I. He plays the uh, boyfriend to mm-hmm. uh, one of the characters on the show. Uh-huh. Uh, their daughter. Mm-hmm. Plays a, a regular character's daughter's boyfriend. Yes. That makes any sense. Yes. Um, but...
1: When he showed up, Jason, I was thrilled. <laughs> but then I was confused. I was like, what? Wait, how old is... I know he's supposed to be a teenager, but he's probably in like his 20s. And I don't know how I feel about this. So that episode oh, was... Suppress these feelings of love for Michael B. Jordan. He's a child in this.
0: The episode was in the year 2009. Oh, and sweet. Okay, so we were 22. Was... We were 22, Because he's the same age as us, I Yes, think. he is. Yeah. So it was all good.
1: Age-appropriate boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Oscar. Uh- <laughs> Listen, you had a baby. Like, I got nothing left for you. <laughs> you
0: said like his body got ruined. By the baby. Look at those hips. They're
1: ruined. Like, ah,
2: stress burns. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Get out of here, Oscar.
1: You had a C-section. <laughs> That's disgusting. <Scott> God. <laughs> but seriously, Oscar, it's okay. <laughs> Just give me a call. I'll be there in a second. I
0: don't care what you look like, Oscar, anytime, mm. any place. All
1: right. Mm. It's on. But also, Michael B. I will also be there for you. (laughs) Whoever needs me.
0: (laughs) Just an emergency line directly to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I have seven cell phones.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The the shell game you play in hiding them from all of them is very interesting. I'm exhausted. (laughs) But I've never been happier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Back to both. (laughs) Sorry. Back to the zone. Um... So in this episode, they are hunting down uh, the uh, the reason as to why this Amish piano prodigy has died. Uh, they find his bones on a uh, railway track of all things. Right. Yes. What I was uncertain of, like how much time has passed that he's just bones now, as opposed to like any kind of like human flesh carcass or anything like that. Because and also the bones looked ancient. They looked very well. No, they're weathered. picking up
1: his guts from all over the tracks.
0: Okay, so they they were doing that. Yeah. But the, it just felt like they are just finding skeletal remains by themselves. Well,
1: he got ripped apart. He okay. Got, the train ran over him. Mm-hmm. So his parts were scattered all along the tracks. And then they usually take the parts back and then clean them off.
0: Okay. All right, the cleaning part I was not—you might
1: have missed the cleaning part. Aware of okay, because
0: okay, it just felt like they're just finding bones. Oh no,
1: there. they were finding all sorts of gunk all along the tracks. Okay, it's like what picked him clean? I can't believe I remember this. Good job. I can't remember stuff I watched literally last night, <laughs> but I got this locked in.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: And you didn't know he was a piano prodigy at first. Did
0: not. Did not. They they kept that a mystery. It's like this person was like shooing about the tracks. Uh, and as they dig deeper into it, you know, he's they, on his
1: Rumspringer,
0: on Rumspringer because he uh, was an Amish man, uh, Amish boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, about to become of age. And in his Rumspringer, he, you know, uh, learns to play the piano from this piano teacher in town, but he excels at it. He's amazing
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and winds up like, you know. Hang out with these folks are going to this, conserva- this conservatory program and he's an amazing candidate for it and he's mm-hmm. like this huge crossroads like do I continue with this and like you know become this prodigy or do I like follow my family's rules mm-hmm. and like you know adhere to their wishes and go back home and just you know work the farm and live the life of an Amish person
2: mm-hmm.
0: and meanwhile Booth and Bones mm-hmm. are investigating the whole thing and you see where their strengths come into play where Booth is really more the investigator, mm-hmm. and Bones is you know the working
1: on those bones, the science
0: person working on the bones.
1: She's a squint,
0: um, and she
1: it's weird. It's weird that they do the
0: socially awkward thing, but she's not awkward because she doesn't feel any kind of like bad way about it. It's like socially inept, I guess, because she, she can't read a room. Yeah, she can't read human emotion um, they, they very much make her a robot and I find it weird that this is based on like a person's based on a series of books which is based on a person like an actual person and it just feels like what is the real bones like if, Kathy Reichs. yeah like
1: what, what
0: are you like if this character is like that I'm mm-hmm. sure it's an exaggeration mm-hmm. of what you actually are but I'm very curious to like, just like see her mannerisms and interactions like that just be very curious to me mm-hmm. um, but that aside you see the strengths and you see like the little uh god there's one point where it's like okay you two obviously want to bone um where (laughs) they're driving the car and they're talking about like you know the the kid's passion for it and like you know and she's like but you know why would anyone want to like give up their passion like you know something they love so much you know just like for the sake of like their tradition or like you know what people expect of them and Booth is just over there with the biggest puppy dog eyes like I don't know why anyone would do that like uh, come on angel <laughs> Like, come on bro you did this above for like five years dog like you're better than that <laughs> um and it's just weird that he gets awkward around her because she mm-hmm. seems like the one that's always awkward in every situation but he's just like i don't even know how to talk to this girl
1: He was really pining for her that season
0: you can definitely see it mm-hmm. they, they lay it on thick in that one
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it was very funny to see like you know points of like they where they kind of switch roles or like characters almost where he's looking at it very pragmatically like you know and how he may have been murdered and who would have done it and just seeing like, her emotional reaction to it, like, why would he even, like, you know, slam the piano cover in his own ass? That's crazy. Like, why would he, that doesn't make any sense at all. And just seeing her, like, flare up at the job is just very interesting because I didn't expect any of that from her. Just suspected this person just like, oh, well, yes, that is, that is the logic. Computing. Good. <laughs> um, but no, like, um, and the whole point of it being that... Uh, he wasn't murdered by anyone they they narrowed it down to like you know the people that he like was staying with they assumed mm-hmm. that like you know they killed him so that they could have his spot the conservancy um however the reality is he broke his own hands which is why they found like broken bones um in his hands um so that he would not be tempted to go back to that to the to the, the english world mm-hmm. um and he wished to return home and help his family on his way back walking on the train tracks like it's you know, 1910 or something <laughs> like that. He has a little bindle over his shoulder. <laughs>
2: you know. He gets
0: attacked by uh, a thief uh, and thrown over the side of like a road and run over by a train. Um, and it just felt like, well, that was convenient, but also, I guess, maybe different than a regular Bones episode. Very where different. Where it's always kind of scooby Dooish, where I assume it's someone that they introduced to you in the first act. Yes. And it's definitely someone that did it. But mm-hmm. this seems to be off the normal Bones mm-hmm. trail. Mm-hmm um
1: did angelo montenegro do any cool computer things
0: why do they have the resources of tony stark in their facility Jason?
1: it's the jeffersonian <laughs> it, you know how those government institutions <laughs> always have the brightest most beautiful buildings and the most up-to-date technology of course yeah and all the funding like all the funding what is their division of
0: the fbi exactly like are they the fbi
1: are they're they just not the fbi
0: they're a museum what are
1: they what's yeah. It's basically the Smithsonian as if the Smithsonian also helped solve crimes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's, that's
0: fine. <laughs> I'm okay with that application of the Smithsonian's wealth. Yep. <laughs> that's a weird one. Yeah, you
1: know, that typical wealthy Smithsonian. But hey,
0: come take a look at the Declaration of Independence. Also, this is the Bones Room. <laughs> <where we laughs> look for heinous crimes committed over many, many years. Yeah,
1: usually, because I think they're often um uh, looking at historical bones <laughs> that seems to be the case but, but like, then they're also used as a resource by the FBI
0: because they're the best at looking at bones so good at bones they the FBI will use them mm-hmm. as opposed to their own like uh, forensic scientists
1: I guess there's I mean it's not like there's a real logic behind it okay
0: I wouldn't expect it to be necessarily yeah, no um all that aside, I enjoyed my first episode of Bones.
2: Ah, um, yeah.
0: But also, Uh-oh. the one thing I did not like, Uh-oh. the theme song is trash.
1: Jason. It is horrid. Jason, it- I am so excited to uh, have you listen to the first episodes of Bone Zone, <laughs> where Zen and I discuss, among other things... The horrible, horrible music (laughs) of Bones. Because let me tell you something. It's not just the theme song. It's all of the music in Bones is truly terrible. And this is coming from someone who usually is pretty neutral about stuff. And not invested in the quality of music. But it is truly just garbage. Not the band, but true
0: garbage. It is at one point, John Francis Daly, his character makes like a Titanic reference mm-hmm. and they play like a shitty version of the, titan- of the Titanic. Theme. It just felt like whose decision was that? Cause that's not necessary. Like you just hurt everybody's ears who had to sit and watch this. Like to me, one of the best jobs that exists in show business is making up music for television. Totally. Like you get to sit in a room all day, you get to figure out the mood and like you write music to that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and whoever is doing this is bad at that. They're not good <laughs> it Jason feels they're like. terrible like
1: uh. all the music is either like weird techno shit mm-hmm. or like really like acoustic um, very like earnest shit songs. They're so bad, Jason.
0: Now in watching this episode, a couple questions came into my head. one. Was there ever a Bones New Girl crossover? Because there should have been.
1: Zoe Deschanel wasn't. comes onto the show <laughs> as her extremely awkward cousin.
0: <sighs> I wanted Jessica Day to be there.
1: It's not good.
0: Um, New Girl, however, does cross over with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So that was the thing that happened at one point in That's time. That's cute. Um, however, does Bones cross over with House at any point? Because that is the thing that should have happened for sure.
1: Where was House based in?
0: House is based in Princeton, New Jersey.
1: Oh, so they could have, but...
0: They are geographically very close.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I looked at a map.
0: They are 250 miles apart. That is an, a quick jaunt on a train on the Northeast Corridor, or perhaps even uh, a two-hour drive.
1: Observe and Report, sponsored by Amtrak <laughs> and Estella. Estella, um, we know which way to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, at least so far, no. But I'm okay. only up to season eight of twelve. I
0: mean, it feels that by the time you get to that point, uh, House has already ended. But God, if and only, it's a very different time in TV. Just
1: two extreme characters meeting each other. Yeah, absolutely. He would murder her, he <laughs> and she wouldn't be, know she's being murdered. She'd be beaten to death with that cane. <laughs> Done. That's Uh, how they should have ended both shows. mm -hmm. Just with a double murder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Would have been great. And Booth was making moves on Cuddy. It had been interesting. It had been real interesting. Oh, yeah. A lot of tension, a lot of science, a lot of doctors.
1: Anyway. Which um, which intern was helping? Was it because they have different interns helping on later episodes? Okay. Who was the intern helping?
0: Uh, black guy, bald.
1: Yes. Oh God, I can never remember that. I names. know him from
0: a bunch of things. He's one of those guys that's like mm-hmm. in a lot of television shows, especially oh, really? at that time. Okay. Um, and there was he was throwing down some things like, "Hey, Bones, you're kind of working me here like a slave," and she was not able to pick up on that social cue. Oh God. At yeah. All.
1: Sometimes they make awkward race jokes. <sighs>
0: it's like this is a why? Why is this happening right it now? It makes this me is very uncomfortable. Joke.
1: They tried to be the number of times they tried to be like. I hate the word woke, but like they tried to be woke, but it was obviously like a couple years ago. Jason, mm-hmm. <laughs> they do a September 11th episode.
0: Wait, this show was not okay. Go on.
1: It is the most painful hour of television uh, I've ever watched in my life. Okay. Oof. That's it's a weird one to, so to sit through. Awful. It's. Oh God, it's God bless them. They try. Okay. But yeah, it's it can be awkward. Okay. To be a very awkward show. It's a
0: lot. It's a lot of television that happened over over a decade. Yes. So, yeah, i have
1: experienced a lot.
0: I'm a lot of style changed, fashions changed, oh, technology yeah. has changed fantastically over the course of that show.
1: Mm-hmm. It's weird to see John Francis Daly as an adult man. Fair after enough. Seeing him in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, that's... especially in later seasons like he takes his shirt off and i was just like oh that's weird It's a surprisingly good situation <laughs> you were an adorable little child what do i do right now
0: it's weird to think of like all those actors at that time being around the same age because it feels like james Franco was far older yes than john francis Dale, but really there's only like five years of difference there really or like that like they were about the exact age that they showed them on the show like
1: oh that's so sweet the kids
0: in like early high school were 14 15 like Mm. the kids that were older than them were like 20 at the most like you know playing high schoolers or whatever like at the most
1: but Mm.
0: it's just kind of weird seeing that
1: um also Hodgins underneath the lab coat ripped
0: i don't know who Hodgins is the
1: guy with the curly blonde oh that dude yeah that's weird (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's fucking consider. great jason <laughs> oh god it's amazing does he take off his shirt on the show yeah because he and angela sneak around sleeping together
0: okay all right
1: i'm sure you want us to know all these details this is all about things, these men's these, bodies
0: all things i didn't know mm-hmm. all things i didn't need to know
1: also angela montenegro's dad i don't know why i said her the, whole
0: name. it feels like she's got it she's got a name you say the whole thing Um, She's got a what? She's got a name where you say the whole thing. There's just some people Uh, that you say the whole thing when you say their name. Um, But Angela Masanegro, she feels like she could be a bit much on the show.
1: They're all a bit much. Okay. Really. Um, Her dad is played by a rock star.
0: What rock star? Steven Tyler, who are we talking about here?
1: ZZ Top.
0: One of the guys from ZZ Top? Billy Gibbons. Oh, okay. Does he... Why? Why? Why is that a thing? Why is Billy Gibbons her dad?
1: I don't know, Jason.
0: That's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel like he'd be the dad of somebody named Montenegro.
1: Well, she changed her name because he the legal name that he gave her, which you never find out, was absurd. Also, can you tell how little I know about music by the fact that I thought he <laughs> was ZZ Top and that was just a person? He's one of the three guys in ZZ Top. No idea. Yep. So he just shows up here and there. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. That is weird. That's really weird. That's someone who is a fan of ZZ Top. Like, I want to write ZZ Top into this show. Mm-hmm. That is 100% what that is because they are not actors. Whew, interesting.
1: All right. <laughs> it's a complicated show. Ah, uh, it I'm so glad you enjoyed
0: it. like it.
1: Ugh. But,
0: assignments for next time. Yes.
1: What have you got for me?
0: Okay. Uh, very specific on this one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, in going through the uh, DC Universe app um, and getting to just enjoy some things that I enjoyed when I was younger, mm-hmm. I would like for you to uh, watch season one, episode 11
2: oh.
0: of the new Batman Adventures uh, called Over the Edge.
1: That's the name of the episode?
0: Yes, Over the Edge is the name of the episode.
1: And what's the show? Bat- the yeah.
0: New Batman Adventures. It's an animated series.
1: So not the most creative name for a show, but you know what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool.
0: Um. Yeah, I just a bit of a premise. It, the episode is about what happens when Batman loses his secret identity.
1: Oh, that's stressful. Okay.
0: Oh, it's a stressful episode. Jason! <laughs> it's only 20 minutes. It's an animated show for children.
1: You'll be fine. Doesn't mean I can't get stressed about it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, I hope he's okay. <laughs> um. Awesome. Thank you. And you're going to watch uh, an episode of Criminal, Criminal. With David Tennant, who is so, he's so great. And it's the first time I've ever been really creeped out by him.
0: Really? Have you seen Jessica Jones at all?
1: I still found him attractive and alluring in that show. (gasps) Shut up. (laughs) No. Because he's still charming. Why? (laughs) Well, because he dresses nice. (laughs) And... Because he he has a vest on? Is that why?
0: Does he? He does have a vest. He's wearing a three-piece suit. Jason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm very easily seduced by a (laughs) vest. No. If we've learned nothing else from this podcast. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, because... I didn't watch the whole season of Jessica Jones. I only saw him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And when I did see him, he was in a vest. (laughs) And he was being all him and smiley. So, like, yeah.
0: Good men wear vests. Men of means and class wear vests. Surely
1: only gentlemen, kind gentlemen wear vests. So how could he be a villain? I ask you, your honor. (laughs) (laughs) My client slash husband.
0: (laughs) All right okay um but yes i will watch criminal episode one of the uk version yep okay
1: i'm totally gonna check out the other one so i'm interested to see if how much like um just very specific cultures and countries you know if their crimes are i guess you know universal or very specific to the region which is kind of more interesting
0: and are and are they based on like actual events that happened?
1: i have no idea oh
2: okay all right
1: but it's good
0: okay well we've got our assignments for next week so yeah um thanks for listening um follow us on instagram uh at uh, ONR podcast uh leave some comments there if you like uh reach out to us like things hmm. um <laughs> but uh but thanks for listening to another episode and uh hope to see you again next time bye adios